0: together. Thanks
1: for listening to the KC Morning Show. Oh, Macron, you give us one more reason to worry. I hope you're gone in a hurry. I don't want to Zoom with my folks on Christmas Day, Oh no, no. I was getting real used to going master spending time with my friends getting back in the action Omicron don't you take another year away
2: everything's running smoothly
1: See more On the show Baby Happy Monday to the KC morning hoes what a weekend in kansas city buck o'neal john jordan buck o'neal headed to the national baseball hall of fame we talked about this on saturday i told you it takes a lot for us to do a saturday show so you know it's a good day in kansas city your kansas city chiefs 22 to nine against the donkeys how cool is that chiefs scored 22 points buck o'neal's number yeah So it's holiday season, it's a crazy time to be shopping for vintage digs, so Kitty's gotta go to work. She's gonna be busy a bunch, actually, I feel for my girl. So on the show today, we're gonna kick it with some homies. That's what we do. When we don't do the news, we kick it with the homies, and some folks would say that's uh, that's the better move. Justin Short, he is running for city council in the 4th District. He's also on the LGBTQ Commission, and today, he'll be joining us on the KC Morning Show. Also, I have some audio from the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum from last night. Bob Kendrick, I've got Mayor Q, and I believe also Frank White's on that audio as well And then we wrap it up with a sports thing Betside's it's manager-in-chief Benny Heist. that's your show, ladies and gentlemen Kitty, come here real quick, come here She got a little cold too, y'all Baby girl, say hi Hello Oh, not feeling good I have the sniffles She got the sniffy, she got to go to work How are you feeling about your chances for today, Kitty? Whack What's the vibe for today? Double act. A good day to be in Kansas City, and yeah. Yeah, it's okay. We'll see ya in
2: love, my holy. Bye. Going straight to one place, right to Kansas City. The KC Morning Show. We fell
3: in love with the who so beautifully and vividly demonstrated to all of us that you can get further in this life with love and good relief. Buckle Mill that we fell in love with, and it's those life lessons that stem from Buck that makes this museum that much more valuable, but also makes his legacy that much more enriching. The baseball playing aspect is what was. He was a great baseball player, he was a great baseball mind, he was a great baseball student. And, and so those things will be talked about. But his legacy lives on through this museum and through the life lessons of the Negro Leagues that are still having an impact and will have an impact on the eyes of young people for years to come. And that's really important to us. But he is now taking his place amongst the immortals of this game, where we felt like he richly deserved to be. Oh, 15 years in the making, you know, but it could have been before 2006. It just happened to be 2006 when he got on the ballot, you know, for the first time. But this could have happened years and years before now, but thank God it did. You know, and I'm just proud that it happened in my lifetime. And, and that I got to be a part of this problem. I did share it with my friend, Joe Posnansky, who has been a part of this journey the entire way. And who has been such a tremendous advocate, not just for both, but for the Negro Leagues in general. And has taken that kind of yeoman duty to, Make sure that people didn't forget about players from the Negro League. Joe will attest that's what Buck wanted the the most for them not to be forgotten. And so to see him now going to the Hall of Fame, it's just special. Well, I think it it just gives you more recognition uh, more national recognition, more
0: uh, uh, recognition for the museum. I think that uh, more support for the museum. Uh, I think that
3: he's just uh, been the one guy who's been the. leader in trying to garner just support for the museum. I remember 1990 when we first had our first meeting, Doc
0: talking about the museum and now it's here and uh, it's just flourishing under Bob Pendix and the staff and the board and it just continues to get better and better. So we're looking forward to the rest of this year,
3: uh, the birthday celebration in November, I think it's just going to be awesome. uh, that they can just take Buck to another
1: level. It means a lot for Kansas City. It means a lot for black people in Kansas City, everybody who loves sport and one of the kindest people ever. I am so proud for Buck. This is like a championship game for us and somebody who had a championship spirit brought our city together.
2: If there's one thing that i found is as true as the
1: sunrise, it's that I like being on there with hearts. The KC Morning Show. Just in short, he is currently the fourth district representative for the LGBTQ commission, appointed by Mayor Q and Catherine Shields and Eric Bunch. And now, my guy, he is running. He's running for city council, fourth district at large, but we go way back. Once upon a time, many moons and many lifetimes ago, you know, you were my president of Mizzou Forte, Justin Short. What is your forte? This man led us to uh, to not a single championship, but we did sound pretty. Justin Short, yeah. welcome to your KC Morning Show, brother.
0: Hey, Hartzell, how are you? Yeah, uh, those were good times. Those were absolutely <laughs> good times, but... Uh, yeah, we've come a, we've come a long way <laughs> since uh since our little 14 member um, a cappella singing group and uh, now we're running for
1: city council. So, certainly moving on up. Justin, can you remember what I auditioned with? Can you remember how good it sounded? Well, I I'm sure
0: that it was incredible. Oh, and I stop think it. it. I think it was black and gold, wasn't
1: it? It was not black and gold, because that was your solo. See how he always works himself back in? No, I did Lionel <laughs> Richie. I did Hello,
0: and you were moving. I remember it being absolutely stunning. I said, we have to have this kid.
1: Justin Short, now look at you. You're back in Kansas City. You're moving. You're shaking. This appointment to the LGBTQ commission, you've taken this role, and you've ran with it, and now you're just trying to expand what you can do for the city. How did we get here, Justin Short, you used to work on a cruise ship.
0: I did. So I was a cruise director for seven years. I'm so director of entertainment, doing all the announcements, all the game shows. Anytime somebody was less than pleased, I was handling those situations. That was a lot of fun. But it was it was time to come back to Kansas City. My dad was in public office. My mom was really involved philanthropically in the Northland. And so public service is something that's always been kind of ingrained in who I was. You know, I was an Eagle Scout, heart, soul, so I've had all of that leadership and public service ingrained into my into my being, and I always thought that city council was going to be the avenue for that. We certainly didn't think it was going to be this soon, but, you know, when opportunity presents, you certainly go through the door. So I'm very, very excited about what we're doing and, and uh, the work that we could continue to do with this incredible city.
1: Justin, I got to correct you real quick. You weren't... An eagle. You are an eagle. As, a, as an <laughs> eagle scout myself, they told you it's always in the present tense. Justin Short, you are
0: absolutely right. I am an eagle scout.
1: <laughs> so you said that this may have been ingrained with you since birth. You know, your your parents were involved in the city. You have found your foot into the door. What has been some of the most rewarding, some of the most challenging things that you've experienced as now you are on the campaign trail?
0: I think the the commission itself. You know when i was appointed by the current district four council members as well as the mayor i was obviously incredibly honored you know working for my community and 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 doing that work has always been something that it has been important to me and to be able to actually do it um, um is really great the challenging piece is there are a lot of people who don't agree with us in uh representation matters and uh, whether whether your thoughts are are dissenting or supportive of lgbtq people we're we're still here we're still taking up space in the city we are still part of everybody's lives and, and representation is really important and although it was a small thing we've done a lot of really great things you know with our chair moon glasgow brown and vice chair justice horn at the helm we've done a lot of really great things but for me personally growing up in kansas city to see the progress flag rose above City Hall was something that was really, really emotional for me. And my default is always the kid and and the youth of our, our city because they are the future. And if what we're doing, the way that we're representing in the city uh, can help just one young person, I think we're doing the right thing. I mean, imagine being a young queer person, maybe not coming out or, or having come out and going downtown and seeing your representative flag over City Hall. I mean, that's a really big statement. And so and the city has really shown up for us and we're really excited about the work that we're doing. The challenging part, you know, our very first meeting was uh, Zoom bombed by people that were less than thrilled that we were doing what we were doing and, and said some really, um, really horrible things. But growing up gay in Missouri, there's nothing anybody could say that I haven't already heard. So that's a a challenging part. But, you know, moving into running for city council, just getting our message out there. You know, there's two overarching themes to our campaign, and they are collaborative effort and graceful dissension. And I think those two things are lacking from some of our council members. And I do believe that it is stagnating our progress.
1: What are some of those challenges that you want to turn into opportunities in the 4th District? I guess, what are you doing now even as you try to make it to that seat? So I think
0: that, and you're right, they are opportunities. We are, as a city, we have just broken the 500,000 mark. So Kansas City is starting to see big city problems. It's not that they weren't there, but now they're magnified. And these challenges that we need to address, we need to address the affordable housing issue in this city. We need to stop pricing people out of District 4, which is something that I feel very strongly about. I do have some ideas of how to get that done, but specific policy will come out later. Because I'm running at large, even though I'll be representing District 4, I will be representing the entire city. And there are, are areas of our city who have been historically de-invested, and it is time to come up with outside-the-box ideas to reinvest in those communities, because Kansas City, if you look at Kansas City at 55,000 feet, it looks great. Last night on NBC, the Chiefs game, the footage of our city was incredible. It shows off just how great downtown looks, and there was also B-roll of all parts of the city, which was really wonderful to see. But once you get down onto the sidewalk, you realize, we have some work to do. And, and and there are some other challenges with transportation, specifically public transit, that I would like to see. The streetcar is great, but I want to see that streetcar going east to west to help service some of our other communities that haven't had those opportunities for the, for the new shiny objects, as we say. I would really like to see us focus on climate action. The time for acting on climate is now. I'm excited to see that we have a city manager who is pushing the city for some really big projects like the solar project up there at the airport. This is a 300 megawatt project that would power the entire city potentially. But what I want to make sure that we're doing is that everybody gets to take advantage of that, not just the people that we deem worthy of it. So I'm, I'm excited for those kinds of opportunities to really dive into some of the social issues that we are now starting to see. And then the houseless community, we have to do better for them. And And how do we show up for them in in a way that's not just performative, in a way that is all encompassing? Our social service partners do amazing work and nobody's saying that they don't. But I do feel like our social service partners work in a silo. And I would love to see our social service partners get together to create some sort of overarching solution, large collaborative effort to help solve the houseless issue in our in our city you know houselessness is an urban imperative it's not going anywhere but we can certainly do better for the people who are experiencing houselessness
1: election day that is april of 2023 so we still got a little bit of time and i guess i'm curious why did you decide to announce so so early? You know, I think there's a couple of answers to that question, but one of the things, one of the main
0: reasons that I wanted to start early, and I was I was pretty clear about it. I said, if we're going to do this, we're starting now. This city is vast. You know, in, in terms of square land miles, it's one of the largest cities in the country, and a lot of people don't realize that. It's because I'm running at large, anybody with a Kansas City, Missouri address can vote for me or has the opportunity to vote for me, and so I think getting our message out to as many people as we can. And getting an early start was important. These races are not cheap. And so that's another piece, the financial piece. We've got a lot of money to raise and uh, two years, you know, really in an election cycle isn't that long. Getting our message of collaborative effort and graceful dissension is very important to me. And so one of the ways that we're doing that is getting out ahead and doing it early. Because It is essential to let the people know why they should vote for me and why I would be the best fit to move our city forward into its next phase because by most metrics that we've seen, Kansas City is poised for another exponential growth period. And it's time for us to rise to that challenge. Not only with our social issues, but with our development. You know, we we have we have development that needs to be done because development leads to further revenue. Further revenue leads to more programs for the social issues uh, that we seem to be experiencing. And equitable development, I should say. I love all the shiny new things, but we need to be taking care of those communities that we spoke about earlier as well.
1: Someone listening in their car right now, they're wondering, I don't know what district I'm in, I don't know if I can vote for this man, but I'd like to know, what are <laughs> the what are the, the boundary lines of District 4?
0: Actually, Hartle, if you go to our website, justinshort for kccom we do have a resources tab, and you can actually see what council district you're in. Now, the city is in the middle of a redistricting process, so the lines of the district are are going to change. Now, where I live is not going to move out of the fourth district. So I felt really confident about going ahead and stating that that is where we were going to be. But district four, as it stands right now, Plaza Westport downtown goes into River Market, but then it jumps the river and goes into certain parts of the southern part of the Northland. Now we will see that change a little bit. I believe that the fourth district will gain some more ground in the Northland, which is important. This you know Northland versus Southland divide is something uh, that's really super silly. This something we need to we need to end, and 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 the way that we end that is by further investment in the Northland, but also, you know, further investment in all the districts of our city. So that is where District 4 is, but certainly those lines will be changing once the redistricting process is complete towards the end of this year. The council that we have now, they're doing some incredible work. Their capacities are limited based on some of the things that we're seeing in the council, and and it's time to get a council that can agree and to move as a collective for what's best for the city not necessarily for what's best for the individual parts or the individual people of the council.
1: Justin Short, he is running for City Council 4th District City Council. Justin, where can people go? Your website, social handles, where can they go to find you?
0: So, facebook uh, Justin Short for KC, give us a like. Justin Short for KC.com and that's Justin Short S H O R T F O R K C uh dot .com. We've got our donation website there as well so if you believe in what you're doing throw us a few dollars because like i said these things are these things take a lot of uh, financial support as well and then instagram justin short for kc twitter justin short you'll be able to find me on there uh, twitter is a wild place but i but i really uh-huh. enjoy it so that's where you can find us. and and of course uh through my work with the commission and, and uh, further civic engagement, I'll be out and about. So I, I'd love to hear from people. My email address is justinshort4forkc at gmail.com. Send me a note. I'd love to meet.
1: Justin Short, my brother. Election is April of 2023. District 4 at large. I'm sure I'll have you on very, very soon.
0: Hartzell, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Always good to see you.
1: Real, real quick. ba Ba, 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 da, da, da. i mean i'm just saying i've still got it justin i've still got well, it i have no doubt that you do <laughs> sir
2: your style is unorthodox but effective
1: the casey morning show Sports! Let's do a sports thing. He is the manager-in-chief. I guess, officially, they call him managing editor, but no, no. On this show, manager and chiefs Go Chiefs! Benny Heiss, break down this game, man.
2: I saw a lot of things that I didn't expect to see, if we're being perfectly honest. Like, I saw a Broncos team that ran with authority, that saw the the, the coming-out party of Javante Williams, and despite all that, Nothing. Zilch. (laughs) Chiefs defense did not give up a touchdown until a meaningless one at the very end. They gave up nine points. Hard to like this. This Chiefs defense, which was, I don't want to say historically bad, but they were among the worst in the NFL to start the year. Like you and I had this conversation on the show that we thought this was going to be a lot like the 2019 season where the offense was going to have to do everything and the defense, you just kind of hope that they didn't completely explode all over themselves. Now, all of a sudden, they're playing really, really well. Like, elite-level defenses against really good teams, too. Like, they slowed down Green Bay, granted they didn't have Aaron Rodgers. They did it against Dak Prescott. Broncos had won three or four coming into that game. Teddy Bridgewater was 15-2 and two against the spread as a road underdog of three points or more. And they flat-out kicked their ass. So, I still think there's some concerns on the offensive side of the ball. But Holmes is still a bit shaky. His wide receivers are still dropping a bunch of passes and those are turning into turnovers. But overall, if the offense figures it out and this defense stays at this level, they should be the favorite to win the super bowl. And that was a, Fairly big takeaway for me last night.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, because I was going to ask you, with all the AFC teams now, what, 8-4, and I was going to ask you, where does this Chiefs team stand up? And you say that after last night, if they can keep this going, this is once again your your Super Bowl
2: favorite. Is that what I'm hearing, Benny? It, It has to be because I have more faith that the offense can put it together than the defense will be able to do this long term. That's not a knock on the defense. They've been really, really good. But it's more of a reflection of what I've seen long-term from this Kansas City offense all these years. And now you're seeing flashes of it. But now, like, you have a five-game sample size of the defense playing at an exceptional level. So while I'm not necessarily saying, like, yes, they're, like, the defunct team, everybody's better than them. But I'm saying if you start to see the offense turned around, if this defense holds up, then I don't know who beats them. Patriots are really good, but they're going to have a serious test tonight on the road to Buffalo. Buffalo is another one of those teams that's in the the upper tier of the AFC, but they lost to Jacksonville this year. They've had some terrible losses over the course of the year uh, where they just have have not been good. Baltimore lost to Pittsburgh yesterday, and they've had a bunch of games where they have won by the skin of their teeth, including week two against Kansas City. You know, you have the Colts, you have the Titans. Uh, Who scares you on this list? Maybe you believe in the Chargers again because uh, the Chargers beat you last time, but you're going back to their their stadium um, where you're going to have a home field advantage because nobody cares about the Chargers in LA. So I <laughs> I just don't know who scares you at this point anymore in the AFC. I, I think the Patriots should have you a little bit worried. I, I think Buffalo, if they come in hot, they have as much talent I think as Kansas City. You know they're they're plus one forty four in points this year. Kansas City comes in at just forty four. But, I mean, it's the, – the defense, Hartzell, just is – that's the, the game changer for me. If that's legitimately consistent – and the offense starts to, to figure things out, then yeah, I, I just don't know who beats them.
1: You know what was a game changer for me, Benny Heist. The game changer for me was when you were named managing editor at BetSided.com. It's oh, a Monday, so I know y'all got a bunch of content in store. My brother, plug away.
2: We got plenty, like plenty of reaction to the game. We got a new uh, podcast up that you should listen to right after you're listening to the KC Morning Show called Bet and Breakfast. Crazy news in the NBA for anybody that's been following. A lot of people are waiting for Ben Simmons to be traded. Uh, Possibly he could be heading to play with Dame Lillard in Portland. So we covered that. Best bets for Monday. Bowl season is out. There's like 42 bowl games, so we're starting our previews on all of those. So whatever you need in the world of betting, we got you covered over at BetSided.
1: Benny Heisler, he is the managing editor, the manager-in-chief over at BetSided.com. My brother, we're going to chat later this week. You got it, man. Come on, Lenny. Pump it in there, baby. Just keep matriculating the ball down the field, boys. The KC Morning Show.
2: You're listening to The KC Morning Show.